Welcome to Me. This is Saratova Best. Matzah. What is matzah? What it's the queen. It's the it's it's what we spend in a way not just a month before Pesach preparing for, but the whole year we're preparing for um, to come out of Mitzrayim. We're preparing for Pesach to have this mega jump through the matzah. When we eat the afikaiman, it's a Pesach. It's a jump. It's a mega jump. And that's one of the reasons that we um, don't want to dilute the taste of the mega jump in our lives by by drinking any, or eating anything afterwards. So we go to sleep without, you know, w- without refreshment after that. So this is from Yud Gimel Nisan, um, or the Yudal Nisan Tashimentes. So we point to the matzah during the the seder, and we say, um, "This matzah that we're eating, why? Why are we eating it? Why do we honor it? Why do we, as they say, we we the queen of the table is the matzah and." In order to make a throne, you could say, for the matzah that we're going to have on the Seder table, we make sure that there's nothing that would get in the way of the matzah having full authority in our lives. What could get in the way? The chametz. It's either chametz or matzah. Chametz obviously needs to be completely out of the way for matzah to rule, to take over our lives in the way that it's meant to do. So that's why we spent as much time as we did cleaning the house and the kitchen, etc. So this mata that we're eating, this queen of the year, of the queen of the table, the queen of Pesach and the queen of the year, why do we eat it? Hmm. So here's a nigla reason. Because the dough of our forefathers did not manage to become chametz. Okay. Until when? Until Hashem came along and he, revealed, and he redeemed us. This is what it says in Haggadah. And in Mishnah Psachim, Kuf Tav Zion. So there's something about Hashem had to reveal himself, the Masa and a revelation of Hashem. So it says in the Drushe, Rabbi Seinu in the Kutetara, etc. When it says the reason why we eat matzah on Pesach, it says, Mishum because the dough didn't have time to rise. Well, that doesn't seem to fit. I just spent a few minutes saying it's the queen of the table. It's the ruler. We basically, essentially, look forward to matzah becoming the, the 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 queen, the ruler of our lives and the ruler of the world. The moving force behind everything is matzah. It is the real thing. It is this queen. There's nothing incidental about it. So you can't tell me that the reason that we honor this queen with all of what it brings to us is because, well, we were trying to make bread, but 
just didn't rise properly, so he got this flat bread. So, you know, all right, that's what we, we ate. Makes no sense at all. You know, gee, how did the queen, how did the queen, you know, the only thing that's <laughs> like an election, you know, how did that person get to be the president? Well, there's nobody else. No, that's not the way it goes. How did David Amelech become king? How will David Malcolm Mashiach be king over the whole world? Well, yeah, nobody else wanted the job, so they gave it to him. No, 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 no. So, and the reason that we're calling Matzah the queen, this sense of flatness, this sense of finally really coming to the powerful relationship we can have with Hashem, which is moving ourselves totally out of the way. What do they say in the world of healing? It's not by you, it's through you. Or maybe it's the other way. I can't remember. But get yourself out of the way. Get yourself out of the way in healing. Get yourself out of the way in chinuch. Get yourself out of the way in serving Hashem. Meaning, allow Hashem's kaychas to flow through you. Don't be like Paro. Paro is the guy who says, no, 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 I'm the ruler of the world. Maishar Benu says, no, no, no. It's true, I've been given leadership over the world, but it's, I'm a transparent conduit for Hashem's rulership of the world. So it's totally different. So that's what Mata is about. Mata is, I, it, it, it brings us to that sense of flatness of understanding, of, of, of understanding who Hashem is and making ourselves, what are the words, um, pure conduit for Hashem's, to channel Hashem's energy through us, which gives us more power, not less, but it gives us clean, pure channeling of Hashem's energy without our self getting in the way. The king of self who got in the way was Paro. He's the master of self getting in the way to such an extent that he didn't even recognize, I do not know Hashem. Who is Hashem? I do not recognize him. So he's the exemplification of getting in the way to such an extent that you don't realize there's anything other than you, than self. We don't mean a Gaivadic personality that it, because we don't know who, we don't know who's haughty and who's not. We really don't. You know, you can't tell by how people act. It doesn't work that way. Um, some of the most obnoxious people are actually very, very humble people. They just, this is their show. This is sometimes the way, you know, they could be very sensitive souls. And, and so they put on a big bravado show of like, yeah, that's for me. And it's all about me. And it's just a show. It's not really their true self. And maybe somebody who knows them very well realizes, you know, like the miser who, who, Everybody says, the guy, all he thinks about is himself. He's a millionaire and he never gives any tzedakah. And, he, and it turns out, after he leaves the world, that the whole nobody in the, in the town has any food or any nobody's getting paid anymore. And they said, well, what's going on? They said, oh, secretly behind the scenes, he was supporting everybody in the town. So we don't know who's haughty and who's not. The person who seems haughty may very well be not. It's just his show that he's not even conscious of. And the person who seems very humble also may not, because that's also their 
you know? How do you know if you're humble? If you think you're humble, then you don't know. So this flatness from the masa is the true transparency. I don't want to use humility. It creates the true transparency so that Hashem can flow right through us. And then we can do huge, massive things. So, um, so it says, so, uh, it says in Drisha Rebbe if we're saying the reason that we eat matzah and pesach is this, you know, oh, the dough just didn't get their eyes, you know, that's ridiculous. Even though the command on Achilles matzah was before that. In other words, Hashem came along and said, eat matzah. And then later, when we were leaving Mitzrayim, we already had the command. Then we were leaving Mitzrayim, and we put the dough on our backs, and it didn't rise. Well, we were already told to eat matzah. Because in the Tzibwe, in the command to eat matzah, it says, Be'erev Teichlu, matzah. In the evening, eat matzah. Matzah, and it's written without a vav. Mem, tzadik, taf written without a vav. There was a command. Hashem says, in the evening, I want you to eat masas. First time. And the pasas, vayafus, about then we're talking, then there's another scenario. They kneaded the dough, and they, with a K, kneaded the dough, and they baked it on their backs because they took it out of Mitzrayim, and it was, and it became ugois masas. That masa has a vav. So we obviously have two different kinds of masas. So in this queen masa, there are two different kinds. So one is masa with a vav. That's the one we ate second. That's the one that didn't manage to rise. So it didn't rise. And the masa without a vav has nothing to do with dough and not rising. That was a mitzvah. Hashem told us to do it. So the command to eat matzah was before chatzis. Because before chatzis, we were still in the triumph. I guess that's connected to the reason that we try to finish the first Seder um, to eat all the matzah before chatzis. There was a command given to us, before chatzis, eat matzah. So we make sure to fulfill that command by eating all our matzah before chatzis. What happens at chatzis? Like, ding, the clock strikes 12 or 1 a.m. What does that mean? Ah, why do you have to eat the matzah before? Before what? Before nigla baruch First we're told, eat matzah. All of it. And now, in our day, eat all your matzah at the Seder before midnight. Because at midnight, at Chatzais, Hashem revealed himself, Nigla Alehem, was revealed to us, on us, Melech Malchei Amlachem HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem was revealed to us. I guess if Hashem is going to be revealed to you, and you didn't eat matzah, you wouldn't know what you just experienced. It would, you would, you would probably feel something like, hmm. Something weird is going on. I feel some kind of emotion. But you probably wouldn't know what you were experiencing. 
because we were too chametzed up, we were too blocked up. The sense of self, the natural sense of self that you're born with and that you acquire as you're going through life was there right on the surface. If Hashem came and appeared when we were all blocked up, we probably, as I say, wouldn't have recognized that it happened. Plus, plus. So, therefore, this matzah is written without a vav. But then there's this passage that talks about, okay, then after Hashem revealed himself, we baked the, we baked these, the dough, we got the dough ready, and we went out of Mitzrayim with it, and what did we end up with? Ugois matzah. So, so we're talking about now a mata um, after we we came out we baked it and we ate it after we came out of Mitzrayim. It's a bata kasher tiyum in Mitzrayim shezehaya So two kinds of matas matas that came after chazes after Hashem revealed Himself and therefore. This matzah, it's matzah without a vav. Okay, what's the vav? So it says, in the mit, in the matzah before chatzais, the one that doesn't have a vav in its name, it says, the shamarz mitzvah. You have to guard this matzah, guard it carefully. It needs to be guarded because it shouldn't come to chametz. So there you are. You're living with a chametz mindset all your life. You have a sense of self. Why not? And Hashem is going to reveal himself. So this matzah kind of probably cleans out all our chametz. Hashem is going to reveal himself. Get rid of all your chametz really fast. This matzah is very powerful. It's like having a you know, $2 million diamond ring. That's really, it's a very expensive ring. This is very expensive matzah. It's very rich matzah. It's mitzvah that it can actually take you from a state of regular old sense of self, yesh, to a sense of bittel, you're just cleaned right out through this mitzvah, spiritually cleaned out, so that Hashem will appear and you can experience it. This kind of matzah needs guarding. Very powerful stuff. Guarding that what? That it shouldn't become chametz stick. You know, I guess, So, again, so the matzah that be, before chatzah, it says the shmartimah mitzvah, you have to guard it because it needs guarding so that it doesn't become chametzik, which I'm not quite sure how it could become chametzik, but there's something, there's something about it that we have to be careful that it doesn't become chametzik. Now, the matzah after chatzah, the one that we baked, um, uh, that one doesn't become chametz, which is interesting. Interesting. 
I would think, I'm just going to say, I, I would think the opposite. The matzah that Hashem commanded us to do, that one we ate before we left Mitzrayim, that one, I don't see how it could become chametzit, but here the Mimer is saying that it has to be guarded that it doesn't become chametzit. I guess that's what the whole Mimer is about. The matzah that we didn't get a command for, that we ate after after chatzis, um, that one we were baking and it didn't rise, that one somehow we don't have to guard. It can't become chametzit. So we'll see why. The matzah after chatzis was matzah with a vav. And the matzah before, um, before chatzis was matzah without a vav. What's the vav? The gili of nigla aleim melech malchem lachem akadish baruchu. Okay. Ein tzricha shimur michimut. Okay. So here's a bit of a hint to the answer. Hashem gives you a command, eat matzah. Um, in a way, picture where we were. We kind of came in our dirty work clothes, right, off the street. We were working for a couple of hundred years. We were sunk in the mud, spiritual mud, not only physical slaves to Paro, but getting there spiritually, too. We weren't in good shape. Hashem had to pull us out at at the last second, just in the nick of time, so to speak, he left us there exactly the, to the millisecond, as much time as he felt was good for what had to be accomplished in us and through us. And then at the very split second that it was time, he pulled us out. Now, but before he pulled us out, he had to clean us of a lot of the junk that we had. Because in a way, when you think about the whole process, you come from Eretz Yisrael and you're on your way to Har Sinai to receive the Tyra. And on the way, on the trip, you just you get sidetracked for a couple of hundred years and you end up in the trying in slavery. Again, we didn't get sidetracked. Hashem took us there. But that was the journey. We were born as a nation, so to speak, or, you know, our family came from Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, we looked up at the heavens, and we knew that life is spiritual. Hashem is spiritual. We were shepherds. Just dive into Hashem, reach out to Hashem, stay away from people, stay away from the street and the action and the world, because the world is a disgusting place and so just stay up there in Eretz Yisrael and stay up there look up to the heavens and be a shepherd and keep yourself separate but Hashem had other plans for us so he said well okay you family of Yaakov Avinu 12 Shvatim I'm going to and I promised your grandfather Avram Avinu that I will make you into a great nation but guess what you have a mission. You have a shlichus, which is, I guess you're going to be coming down from the top of the mountain, from holy Eretz Yisrael, and you're going to be coming down to the hood and living in the physical world and in the lowest parts of the physical world. And there's a reason. You're going to combine what you've experienced in Eretz Yisrael, which is 
looking up to the heavens with the lowest physical world. So you're already practiced on looking up to the heavens in Eretz Yisrael. And when you need something, you need rain, you look up and you ask for rain. Now I'm going to put you in the other place, which is the lowest of the low. Remember, you're going to take the lofty godliness that you experience in Eretz Yisrael and you're going to bring it to the lowest of the low. Well, I'll take you on a trip for a couple of hundred years to the lowest of the low place, the most depraved place in the world, Mitzrayim, Erevus the nakedness of, of the land, a really horrible, depraved place. And you'll be hanging out there for a couple of hundred years. And not only as observers, you're not going to be journalists, but you're actually going to be their slaves. They will do everything they can to rule over you in every way possible, and especially spiritually. They will try to break you of your connection to Hashem. They will try very hard. And all kinds of things will be happening while you're there in this boot camp. Boot camp, boot camp from Eretz Israel down to, well, Kentucky boot camp. Welcome to the world. Okay. And the rules are it ain't easy in boot camp. And that's where Hashem sent us for those couple of hundred years. All for the purpose of getting us to Matan where we would unify what we experienced in Eretz Israel with what we experienced in Mitzrayim. Godliness brought down into a very low, depraved world. So now, been there for a long time, in the hood, the odor of the hood has lingered and permeated you, or maybe not permeated, but certainly that's your odor. Now Hashem is about to reveal himself. We're going to move really fast at this point, says Hashem. I'm going to reveal myself in all my essence and all my glory and take you out of this slavery. You did your time here. And now I, I take you out and I bring you to Harsinai. With the malodorous clothing that you are wearing, that you that you built up for a couple of hundred years in the Mithraim, that, that stuff isn't going to work. You need to change your clothing. You need to get rid of the spiritual odor that's clinging to you. The sense of the enslavement to the laws of nature and the corruption and the depravity that enslavement to the laws of nature can bring. So Hashem says, before I reveal myself to you, you're not going to know what's going on. I need to give you a command. I need to give you a mitzvah that will rid you of that outer layer that you picked up for these years of slavery. And the mitzvah is called matzah. You eat the matzah, the matzah will rid you of a great deal of that klipa that everybody has in the land of Mitzrayim. So that matzah, which can actually do that in a short amount of time, how many minutes does it take to eat the piece of matzah? Four minutes? Can you imagine the power of that matzah? This is the matzah eaten before chametz. Can you imagine the power of it? So that matzah has to be guarded. 
it's going to make you into someone that you don't recognize. From you're a hood person, you're a street person, you're wearing malodorous clothing, spiritual clothing. And all that is going to be eliminated. So that's a delicate process. It's easy, I guess, to fall back into what's familiar. You know, it's like a crash diet. It's easy as soon as you see one pastry in front of you, you know, boom, I don't know how I just ate that pastry faster than the speed of light. But then Hashem, so that's the first matzah. And so, so here's the thing. Um, Hashem reveals himself to us, and now we're very different people. And now, when we eat matzah, it doesn't need guarding in the same way. We've become different people. We're not nearly as vulnerable. So, the difference, we're just going to do a little piece more of this and then continue tomorrow. The difference between before the matzah before chazas and after chazas only happens once. The very first Pesach. Before Matan Taira. Since Matan Taira, everything is different. But that's what happens that year. Now, since Matan Taira, even though, though the Matan that we eat on Pesach night is before Chatzis, the Matan that we eat is the Chinas Matas Malevav. We're actually eating now, since Matantaira, the second kind of matzah, the less vulnerable one, the one with a full vav. Hashem, because since we are now after the time that Hashem revealed himself. He did it, remember? That night, midnight, in Mitzrayim. He revealed himself in all his glory, in all his essence. It was done. We will never, ever be able to go back to being the people to whom Hashem did not reveal himself. Obviously, in Yemaisa Mashiach, all of the, it's, it's a relative thing. We're moving up to, and that's probably what this, where this mimer is taking us. We're, so to speak, like we were before, um, in the very first Pesach before Hashem revealed himself, and about to have the revelation of Hashem. So, what does that mean? This thing that happened that night, that first night of Pesach, the very first Pesach, it's about to happen again. Same thing. We've been living for a few thousand years in the hood. In a strong gullus, depraved, corrupt, all the junk. Plus, plus, getting crazier. And now, insane, now we're living in a crazy, insane world. A world that is simply not a crazy world. No. The world we're living in now is actually simply the world really showing what it was capable of being all these years, but everybody was too polite to actually do that. It will, you know, I'm just saying. Now we have a world that's really showing what a world that follows Paro's laws of nature is capable of doing. A Paro world and a Malik world, it's, 
We shouldn't be shocked that the world is so corrupt. Well, what do you expect if you're following Paro? So we're about to have, historically, we're about to have that. I'm just saying for a context. So the fact is, which matzah do we eat now? We're always eating the second type of matzah, the matzah that happened after Hashem revealed himself. Um, even though the mitzvah that we're eating on Pesach, we do eat it before Chatzah, but it's the second kind of matzah. Because once Hashem has revealed himself, you can't, excuse me for saying, stuff him back into the box. That means once you got to see who Hashem really is, there's no way you can erase that memory. There isn't a Jew in this world, and never was, and never will be, a Jew who can erase in his soul's subconscious the memory of that revelation. It will be with us forever. Um, and this matta that we eat now all the time, so this matta that we eat all the time now, not now a whole Pesach and at our Seder, whether it's before Chatzos or after, it's the matta that came after Hashem revealed Himself. So when it says in the Haggadah, matta zu, this matta, shanu aislim, that we eat, al shuma, what is this matta about that we eat? This matzah is about that the bread didn't become chametzik, that it in itself could not become chametzik. So this is the first half of the mimer. We don't know the answer, do we? You know, but why are we eating... Why are we eating full matzahs now? And yet we're going through a process where the matzah is clearly taking us into Geula, taking us in the upgrade. And what are we trying to upgrade in? We're trying to move from Paro's mentality to Meisherbena's mentality. Paro's mentality is the laws of nature run the world, and that's just the way it is. And Maisha Rabbeinu says, what? No. Hashem runs the world. We use the laws of nature, but they're really not what determines our life. And as we, and, and as we keep saying it every year, the laws of nature seem more and more stale and less and less useful, less and less functional. Um, at each day that, that goes by as we go closer into Geula. So, What's our upgrade? What is Yitzhiz Mitzrayim? What are, we, what are we doing at the Pesach Seder? What we're doing is we're upgrading from believing that life means we have to fully rely on the laws of nature, meaning we're thinking what Paro thinks, to fully believing that it's only Hashem that leads our lives and the laws of nature are a tool to be used at certain times. But it's essentially Hashem. And Hashem is working with us in real time, second by second by second, 
to give us what we need and to take us to the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. And he's taking us on a very, very personal journey, step by step by step, second by second by second. So the matzah takes us from feeling like paro. Before the matzah, paro speaks and we feel like, oh, yeah, he's a shtickle of our mashpia. Before, before the Seder, Paro's conversation sounds not insane. When you say, you know, come on, the laws of nature, you can't fight City Hall. After the Seder, after the Masa that we eat, and after especially the Afikaiman, when we make a mega jump, jump, we look back at that feeling or those thoughts that we had about how life works, and we say, I thought that. Seriously? That was me who thought that? Because the Pesach Seder takes us from the, from experiencing life through the eyes of Paro to experiencing life through the eyes of Meisherbein. From, I believe in the laws of nature running the world to, I believe in Hashem running the world. That's the upgrade that we go through on Pesach. And the Mata takes us there. And especially then the Afikaiman takes us there. And so the question that we're going to find the answer to the second half of this mimer tomorrow is, how come now we eat this richer matzah, this, this, this second type of matzah, and how is that this all taking us in to the geula mindset, to a geula, to a, a frequency jump? So may we find ourselves now out of every mesar and vul, all the limitations, all the things, as the Rebbe says, all the things that hinder our Avaitis Hashem and hinder us from really being whom we were created to be in our fullest power. May all of that be moved out of the way through the Pesach Seder, through all the experiences of Pesach, through all the preparations for Pesach, and we find ourselves in the Gula Mitis Vashlim immediately now. And just this, the sheer is the Rafur Shlema of um, Velvel Wolf Zev Ben Leia Zelenko. He should have a total, um, and really uh, do continue in his amazing work to bring the world to Gaula.